your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 372 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. And today, it's basically going to be the Adam Fox show. We obviously got some news yesterday, some late-breaking news, at least in terms of when this episode was recorded. Uh, We kind of just mentioned it at the end there, that Adam Fox is indeed one of the three finalists for the Norris Trophy, along with Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche and Victor Hedman of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think all three are tremendous choices. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of bias that creeps in. I definitely do think that Adam Fox deserves to win the award. We'll talk about that in just a second. We will also get into some thoughts on the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Islanders obviously eliminated the Bruins last night in six games. We've got a very highly anticipated Game 6 tonight between the Avalanche and the Knights. In fact, that is the only series that is still going here in the second round. Three of the other four teams have punched their ticket to the semifinals, and uh, we'll see what happens between the Avs and Knights. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well near the end of the episode. But right now, like I said, it's going to be the Adam Fox Show. He is nominated for the Norris Trophy, and you could really make a case for any of these three guys. But I want to start with a definition of this award just so we know exactly what the award is made to represent because I do think that that's very important to kind of have context in mind when you're talking about which one of these three gentlemen deserves to win the award. So the award, the Norris Trophy, is awarded annually to the National Hockey League's top defense player who demonstrates throughout the season the greatest all-around ability in the position, as voted on by the Professional Hockey Writers Association. And we're going to dive into, you know, all their stats, kind of compare and contrast. I'm going to make a case for all three guys. I got to be fair here. I got to, uh, you know, state the claim of all three of these defensemen to potentially win the award. But I do think uh, an important distinction to make here is that this is not necessarily to be awarded to the, in fact, it's not at all intended to be awarded to the most valuable player. And that is an important distinction. We talked about that last season as far as Artemi Panarin's case to win the MVP because that award goes to exactly what it says, the most valuable player, not necessarily the best player. In this case, however, though, we're not talking about a player being necessarily of great value to his team. We are talking very quite simply about the player that plays the position the best. It doesn't really have anything to do with how the team performs, and I think that's going to be important as we begin to state Adam Fox's case, given the fact that the Rangers are the only one of these three teams that didn't make it to the playoffs. And not only did the Lightning and Avalanche make it to the playoffs, they're two of the best teams in the league. But I think, you know, by the definition, by the letter of the law here, all of that should be irrelevant. It doesn't matter how the team performed. All that matters is how every single one of these individual players performed at his position. So once again, let's go ahead, kind of compare and contrast the stats here, and then I'll kind of offer my thoughts on all three of these guys. But for Adam Fox, 55 games played, five goals scored, 42 assists, total of 47 points. He was a plus 19 overall, averaged 24 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time, had 23 hits and 102 block shots. Victor Hedman, 54 games, nine goals scored, 36 assists, 
45 points. That's two behind Adam Fox. He was a plus five. He averaged 25 minutes and two seconds of ice time per night, 51 hits, and 73 blocked shots. And then finally, Kale McCarr, 44 games, eight goals, 36 assists for a total of 44 points. So he is three points behind Adam Fox, one point behind Victor Hedman. I realize, you know, it it doesn't always come down to points, but certainly that's a stat that's going to be looked at here uh, when you're determining, you know, the best all-around defenseman in the game. But anyway, to continue here, Kale McCarr was a plus 17, averaged 24 minutes and 18 seconds of ice time, had 49 hits, and blocked 36 shots. So once again, kind of want to go case by case here and kind of dive into greater detail about all these players here. And we'll go ahead and start with our guy, Adam Fox. And like I already mentioned, he had 47 points. That's slightly more than both Victor Hedman and Kale McCarr. And just one point behind Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry was the only defenseman in the NHL to have more points than Adam Fox. Adam Fox was number two. And Fox not only led the Rangers in average ice time with 24 minutes and 42 seconds. So think about that. He's out there playing nearly half the game. Uh, That was more than Kale McCarr played. Kale McCarr averaged 24 minutes and 18 seconds. It was behind Victor Hedman, who averaged 25 minutes and two seconds. But with Fox, it's just crazy because his 24 minutes and 42 seconds of average ice time, that was more than three minutes more than the Ranger who was second. And that was Jacob Truba, who averaged 21 minutes and 49 seconds. So Adam Fox was constantly on the ice, even strength, power play, penalty kill, didn't matter. You had to have him out there. Uh, just an absolutely phenomenal defenseman, and somebody who obviously uh, increases the Rangers' chances of winning the more minutes that he can play. I mean, you don't want to run him into the ground, but Adam Fox needs to be on the ice in any critical situation for the Rangers. Fox also led Ranger defenseman in power play time per game with three minutes and 45 seconds and shorthanded time per game at two minutes and 36 seconds. Fox had 23 power play points. That was also second among defensemen behind only Victor Hedman, who had 24. Uh, Fox's 102 block shots were also tied for 15th and his 38 takeaways for third. And that's another stat where Fox has a pretty significant uh, advantage on both Hedman and McCarr. Fox blocked 102 shots. Victor Hedman blocked 73 shots and Kale McCarr blocked 36 six shots. So a sizable advantage for Fox in that category. And of course, we can't mention all this, you know, everything with Adam Fox here without also talking about the fact that he would be the first Ranger to win this award since Brian Leach captured the hardware back in 1996-1997. Brian Leach also won the award in 1991-1992. The Adam Fox-Brian Leach comparisons are going to be inevitable. And if you guys remember, I started saying even in Fox's rookie season, which was also tremendously impressive, I think he at least should have been a nominee for Rookie of the Year. He was not. But I started kind of making the comparisons even then that I think this guy, he's got that kind of ceiling that he could be the best Ranger defenseman since Brian Leach. Could he even eclipse Leach at some point? I think it's at least possible. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Fox is just 23 years old. He is just two seasons into his career. But I mean, the upside is just tantalizing. It's just absolutely through the ceiling. And even if he never gets any better than he is right now, he's still a phenomenal hockey player. And again, one of the absolute, if not the best defenseman in the league. And then as far as the uh, Norris Trophy is concerned. The other two Rangers to capture the trophy were Harry Howell in 1966-1967, as well as Doug Harvey in 1961-1962. But like I said, uh, we'll get back to Fox in a little while, but I also wanted to spend a little bit of time presenting a case for both Kale McCarr and Victor Hedman because we do have to be fair here, and we're going to be doing that in just a second here. 
Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Once again, that is stathero.com slash locked on. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com dot com slash locked on NHL and get started today. All right. So like I just mentioned, I think we do have to kind of uh, make a case for the other two guys as well. We got to keep things fair on here. I mean, Adam Fox is my choice, but we got to also kind of present the case for both Kale McCarr and Victor Hedman. We're going to do that right now. And we'll start with McCarr. Uh, McCarr is the reigning Calder winner. The reason I bring this up, I mean, it's not really relevant as far as, you know, who's going to win the Norris this year, but I wanted to mention uh, the Calder race last year because the three finalists for that award were Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, and Dominic Kubalik. And I mentioned the fact that I thought Adam Fox kind of got snubbed, not at least being a finalist. One of the three finalists, I would say probably over Kubalik. I thought at least Adam Fox should have had his name in the hat. But I was totally cool with Kale McCarr winning this award. I thought it was a great choice last season. And even if Adam Fox was one of the finalists, I still would have said Kale McCarr is the guy. So I just want to kind of preface all this by saying that. I'm not completely unreasonable on here. I'm not going to always come on here and, you know, just pound my fist on the table and say the Rangers should win this award and this guy should win that award. It's not always going to be like that. I do think Adam Fox should win the Norris this year. But like I said, let's go ahead and dive into uh, what Kale McCarr did this season. So he did lead all defensemen. This is very impressive. He led all defensemen in points per game with exactly one point per game. Uh, by comparison, Adam Fox was at about 0.85 points per game. I did a little bit of rounding there, but basically 0.85 points per game. McCarr was fourth in power play points among defensemen with 22, but that was behind Adam Fox. Adam Fox had 23 points on the power play. McCarr also had 24 minutes and 18 seconds of ice time and also had 32 takeaways, but he trailed Fox in both of those stats. As we mentioned before, Fox had 38 takeaways and 
once again led the Rangers by a pretty sizable margin with 24 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time per night. And one other thing that I suppose I should at least mention here for Makar, as far as, you know, I suppose this could count a little bit towards his candidacy uh, for the Norris Trophy, but it is the fact that the Colorado Avalanche had the best record in the regular season in the NHL. They went 39-13-4, and and they won the President's Trophy. But guess what? I do not care because, again, this all comes back to the definition of the award, and I can't emphasize this enough. There is nothing in the definition of the Norris Trophy Award and what it is made to represent that says that your team has to have a stellar regular season record or it has to win the President's Trophy or it has to win the division or it has to make it to a certain round of the playoffs. There's nothing about that. It doesn't matter if your team, I don't think it should matter, at least based on the definition of the award, whether your team is the best in the in the league, has the best record, uh, goes on a Stanley Cup playoff run, or whether your team is at or near the bottom of the league. I don't think it matters. Now, certain voters might feel differently, but if you go once again by the letter of the law and by the definition of what this award is made to represent, then I don't think any of that matters. I think that's all irrelevant. And so to me, uh, McCarr shouldn't really get any bonus points for the fact that the Colorado Avalanche were such a good team. This is not the MVP. This is not most valuable player where, you know, that would be part of the criteria how the team performs. It's not mentioned in the criteria for the Norris Trophy. So I don't think that really matters. Uh, should Makar win this award, he would become the first Avalanche slash Quebec Nordique player uh, to win the award ever. So that's kind of interesting as well. Uh, we'll move right along to Victor Hedman here. And with Hedman, he had a total of 46 points on nine goals and 36 assists. So he had a few more goals than Adam Fox, but a few fewer assists as well. He was two overall points behind Adam Fox. Once again, Victor Hedman with 45, Adam Fox with 47. Uh, Hedman ranked seventh in the NHL in average ice time per game at 25.03. So he did have Fox beat in that category. Fox, once again, was at 24.42. So uh, it's pretty close, but, you know, Hedman does have a little bit of an advantage there. Hedman also led Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman in power play time per game at 3 minutes and 20 seconds, and he was third in shorthanded ice time per game at 2 minutes and 23 seconds, but he trailed Adam Fox in both of those stats. Adam Fox was at 345 of power play time per game, and 2 minutes and 36 seconds of shorthanded time per game. And I realize I'm repeating some of these numbers, but it's definitely not that easy to remember all of them. So as we go through the three candidates, I think it helps a little bit to just kind of compare and contrast all these different stats all these different numbers. Hedman also helped the Tampa Bay Lightning rank fourth on the penalty kill at 84.2% and ninth on the power play at 22.2%. He was obviously a massive part of both of those units and the Lightning ranked just a little bit ahead of the Rangers in both of those team stats. And for what it's worth, Victor Hedman is now going to be a finalist for the Norris Trophy for the fifth straight season. So you got to respect the longevity. You got to respect the consistency. Hedman won the award in 2017, 2018, and he has finished in third place in each of the past two seasons. And again, for what it's worth, some voters might care about this, but I can't emphasize this enough. I know I keep going back to this, but by the letter of the law, this should not matter. Victor Hedman helped the Lightning go 36-17-3 this season and, of course, qualify the, for the playoffs, and they're going to be in the semifinals here. I don't care about this because, by the definition, uh, your team's success should have nothing to do with who wins this award. It is simply who plays the position the best out of anyone in the NHL. And to me, that's Adam Fox. And like I said, we're going to bring everything full circle here. I'm going to say a few more words about Adam Fox in just a second. Just kind of uh, continue my candidacy for Adam Fox, so to speak. And uh, once again, we will wrap up today's episode with just some quick thoughts on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. 
With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One other thing that kind of jumps out to me as it pertains to this Norris Trophy uh, debate, the race for the Norris Trophy, if you will, it's something that I think that I should at least mention here. I mean, I did mention it, but I wanted to go into it at least a little bit more detail. It's the fact that Kale McCarr missed 12 games, while Adam Fox missed just one game the entire season, Victor Hedman missed just two, and this is where you get into some tricky territory because... You know, Avalanche fans and maybe even some general hockey fans who think that Kale McCarr should win the trophy this season, they might want to sort of project McHale's numbers to what they would have been if he had not missed those 12 games, but I don't really know if you can fairly do that because, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, and I feel bad for Kale McCarr that he missed some time with an injury. It was an upper body injury. Uh, you never obviously wish injury on anyone, and Kale McCarr seems like a good kid, plays the game the right way, plays hard. Uh, but I don't think we can just automatically assume that McCarr would have 100% definitely performed at the exact same rate over those 12 games that he missed as he did in the other 44 games that he actually did play. And to me, there is something to be said for being out there night in and night out. We've talked about this a million times on here, but the hockey season is a grind, even in a shortened season, 56 games, as this past season was. And again, I'm not dissing Kale McCarr for missing time here, so please don't get it twisted. But yeah, I mean, to me, instead of giving McCarr bonus points and trying to project his numbers from 44 games to 56 games. I think we should give bonus points to both Adam Fox for only missing one game and Victor Hedman for just missing two games. So, you know, I just want to kind of clear that up. It was something that I felt like I needed to touch upon here because, again, there are going to be people who think like, well, you know, if McCarr was out there for all 56 games, then he would have done this and he would have done that. I don't think he can really do that. I don't think he can just assume that he would have produced at the exact same rate in those 12 games that he missed. But just wanted to mention that as far as Adam Fox and me trying to once again uh, kind of state my claim to him, I first want to just kind of acknowledge the fact that obviously, once again, there's going to be a little bit of Ranger bias among me, probably among you guys as well, probably among Ranger fans everywhere. But I do think that it's Adam Fox's trophy this season. And obviously, we're all seeing Adam Fox night in and night out. We're not necessarily seeing Kale McCarr and Victor Hedman night in and night out. I mean, I've seen quite a bit more of both of them in the playoffs because, hey, Stanley Cup playoff hockey, sign me up. I'll watch any two teams on any given night. But yeah, I mean, Adam Fox, obviously, we see what he does a lot more than we see what Kale McCarr and what Victor Hedman do. But even with all that said, I still think this is Adam Fox's trophy to lose. I mean, I've raved on here about how good he is at defending the two-on-one. I have a difficult time imagining that any defenseman in this league is as proficient at defending the two-on-one break as Adam Fox does. 
I can't even tell you how many times that a team has gone in on a 2-1-1 break against Adam Fox, and he doesn't even allow them to get a shot off or complete a pass. Oftentimes, he'll just straight up steal the puck and skate away with it. It's crazy. Uh, Adam Fox also had an 11-game stretch where he racked up 21 points, which is just insane. I don't care who you are. That's insane for Artemi Panarin. I mean, to be putting up that many points on a night-in and night-out basis, he was just absolutely on fire when that happened. Adam Fox is always out there against the top superstars on the other team and tends to shut them down has a stellar plus minus, despite always having to match up against the other team's superstars. Adam Fox, once again, was a plus 19, while Kale McCarr was a plus 17, and Victor Hedman was just a plus 5. Fox is completely invaluable on the power play. He is completely invaluable on the penalty kill. You know, if there's a situation where the Rangers are trailing by a goal late in the game, Fox is 100% going to be out there, and the opposite is also true. If they're leading by a goal late in the game, Adam Fox is 100% going to be out there. I mean, Adam Fox, it is an absolute slam dunk that he's going to need to be on the ice in those situations. And once again, I don't want to hear anything about the Rangers not making the playoffs. This is not an award given to the most valuable defenseman or to the defenseman whose team wins the most games. It is simply given to the defenseman who plays the position better than anybody else. And to me, that's Adam Fox. And this award will be announced uh, sometime in July. We will see what happens. I remember, uh, just a quick story here. I was fortunate enough to get to go to a Ranger game late in the season against the Buffalo Sabres. The Rangers won that game 6-3. to Adam Fox was just having a typically stellar night. He racked up three assists. He was a plus two overall. He blocked two shots and had two takeaways and led the Rangers by far with 24 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time, three minutes and 11 seconds on the power play, four minutes and nine seconds while the Rangers were shorthanded. And there were audible chants at the Garden even with only 2,000 people there and the Garden only filled up to 10% capacity, you could very clearly hear everybody chanting Fox for Norris. It was awesome. And I think he's very deserving of the hardware this season. That's not to say that Victor Hedman and Kale McCarr are not great candidates. They both are. It's really anyone's race. But I'm going to give Adam Fox a little bit of a nod here. I think he deserves to be the Norris Trophy winner this season. And we will see what happens. The award will be handed out in July, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. And whatever happens on that night, we will obviously be back here to discuss the win for Adam Fox or the fact that he got snubbed, one or the other, on the following episode of Locked On New York Rangers. And I figure we can just kind of wrap up today's episode by talking a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Obviously, the only game last night was the Bruins at the Islanders in Game 6, and the Islanders defeat the Bruins 6-2 to to eliminate them from the playoffs. And it's funny because, you know, I mentioned a minute ago that I'll watch as much of the Stanley Cup playoffs as possible. That's only about a three-quarters truth because I didn't watch really much of any of the Eastern Division playoffs because I'm just not feeling the idea of rooting for the Capitals or the Penguins or the Islanders or the Bruins. I mean, the thought of rooting for one of those four teams basically makes me sick. Uh, Now that the Islanders are the only team left standing there, obviously it'll be a lot more fun to root against them. And we'll see what happens there. They're going to be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very uh, highly anticipated rematch. Those two teams met in the Eastern Conference Finals last year with the Lightning winning in six games. So we'll see what happens there. But it's funny because I think between the Islanders and Bruins, like I didn't watch the game last night, but I think, and I might lose some of you guys here, so I apologize, but I think I was rooting for the Islanders to beat the Bruins. And that might sound crazy, but the way I see it, you know, I was texting with my dad about this not that long ago because his brother, my uncle, is actually a pretty big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And of course, the Islanders and the Penguins, they met each other in the first round of the playoffs this year. And we were texting about that matchup. And I'm like, I don't even want to watch that. I don't even know who I would root for. And given that 
My dad's brother is a Penguins fan. Sadly, my dad tends to kind of pull for the Penguins if they're not playing the Rangers. But my dad was kind of trying to talk me into rooting for the Penguins, at least against the Islanders. And for me, that was kind of a toss-up. But he was trying to talk me into the Penguins a little bit and mention the fact that, oh, come on, you know, the Islanders, they're a way bigger rival of the Rangers than the Penguins are. And that is true. I will give him that. But the way I see it, the Penguins, and I'll be 35 years old in August. That's important for some context here. In my lifetime, I have not seen the New York Islanders win a single thing that matters. And for everybody who was around and watching hockey and was a big hockey fan, a big Ranger fan, when the Islanders were winning four consecutive Stanley Cup championships, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I can't even imagine how much that had to have sucked. But for people my age, we aren't used to seeing the Islanders really do anything except fail uh, with basically just these last two seasons notwithstanding. Because, of course, they made the Eastern Conference Finals last season, and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals this season, so they've at least gone on two consecutive deep playoff runs here, but I haven't seen the Islanders win anything that truly matters, and on the other, on the flip side of that, the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup five times in my lifetime, so it was kind of a toss-up, and as far as who I wanted to win the Eastern Division, I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to pick, but I think of all the teams in hockey, the team that I definitely wanted to see out of the playoffs more than anybody else was the Boston Bruins. I can't stand that team uh, between Brad Marchand and, uh, you know, also Nick Ritchie a couple of times accidentally on purpose hitting our goalies in the head. First, it was Igor Shesterkin, then it was Alex Georgiev. It might have been the other way around, but he definitely uh, made significant contact with the head of both of our goalies. Uh, the Bruins tried to punk out the Rangers every single time they played them this season. They were always running their mouths. And on top of all that, their fans, the Bruins fans, they carry themselves like they're this historic, model, exemplary hockey franchise. And they've won the Stanley Cup one time in the past 50 years. So sit down over there. You're really not that important. You're really not that special. And once again, you're eliminated in the second round of the playoffs. And the perfection line can go work on their golf game a little bit right alongside the Rangers. Look, I can't really talk. The Rangers didn't even make the playoffs. And the Rangers themselves only have won Stanley Cup since 1940. But I don't come on here and try to act like the Rangers are the you know most storied franchise in the history of the NHL. Certainly, there's a lot of history there, but not all of it is good. They've only got one Stanley Cup in the past 81 years. So facts are facts. At least I can acknowledge the fact that the Rangers don't really have a ton of championships in anything even resembling recent history. Boston Bruins fans, in their mind, they've won the Stanley Cup five times in the past 10 years. No, you've won the Stanley Cup once in the past five decades. So get over yourselves. But anyway, rant over there. Uh, that's going to pretty much do it for today. Definitely enjoy. You got to watch. If you haven't been watching the series, you absolutely have to tune in for Colorado Avalanche against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, game six tonight. The Knights have won three games in a row. They're looking to close it out at home. It's definitely gut check time for the Avalanche, but it's just been an absolutely thrilling series. Uh, both those teams can just absolutely fly. The intensity is off the charts. The, the pace of the game is off the charts. It's appointment television. Definitely do yourself a favor and watch game six between the Knights and the Colorado Avalanche tonight. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.